May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. So we are back to our regularly scheduled programming this week. You will see that we are the altar and our stoles and the colors. We are back to, to wearing green, which is in, the, in, the, in our liturgical calendar, uh, ordinary times. So we had a feast, uh, the Feast of the Transfiguration of our Lord Jesus Christ last Sunday. So that is why we uh, were wearing white to uh, symbolize that. And so today, the season of living out of Christian faith, the living out of Christian faith and the meaning of Christ's resurrection in ordinary life through our assigned lessons. In our Old Testament is the prophet Elijah who up until this part of the story is actually anything but fearful. Elijah abruptly appears in the 17th chapter of 1 Kings. And we really don't know much about him or his family, uh, only uh, what we learn more about him as this story kind of progresses. Elijah is seen as a hero who saves Israelite religion and destroys the prophets of Baal. But here in this chapter, just a few verses before, Elijah sits under a solitary broom tree saying, I have had enough, Lord. Take me away. Traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reaches Horeb, the mountain of God. And here is where our lesson begins today. It's what we get in our Old Testament lesson. We get this prophet who is afraid and who seems to even be complaining a bit about his current situation, right? He's kind of like, Lord, I've been zealous and I'm, I'm alone now and they're here and they're trying to, to take me and kill me. Because he had gotten no from um, Princess Jezebel who, um, who was out to get him and had sent a messenger to let him know of this. So and after... After being hit with wind in what we're listening to today, an earthquake and a fire, finally a sheer silence, says scripture, a gentle whisper from God. Now, if we were to judge Elijah based from these verses, we would probably wonder about his faith. We would probably question his loyalty to God. So we, we have that, and let's let that simmer and sit with, and as we move through our lessons and kind of gather uh, our thoughts and as we interpret scripture. In his letter to the Romans, Paul is referencing Moses in those beginning verses in the Old Testament, specifically the words in Deuteronomy. But what Paul ultimately wants is for the people to be saved. These groups who seem to not have encountered Jesus but rather are living in the past or the old way of being, not realizing that Christ has brought, has brought the end of that law, who came so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Not just those who follow the previous law, but righteousness for all through Christ Jesus. And then our gospel bring us, brings us to these choppy waters. Jesus here in, in, in this gospel continues to be challenged. There's rejection and opposition, but God, even in the midst of all of this, does not ask Jesus to stop his mission. 
Instead, in this chapter, we become witnesses of these miracles that are found in all four of our Gospels. In this chapter, at the beginning of this chapter, Jesus had just fed 5,000 men, women, and children, and even had 12 baskets full of broken pieces left. And now similarly to last week, we see a group of terrified disciples, right, again. And, and these are words that, that are included in scripture, right, and repeated. Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water, says Peter today. I feel like, I'm not sure if you all are familiar with the Enneagram, but I feel like Peter was a six on the Enneagram, and a six is a skeptic, so there's always, they're always questioning. But their motive is that they, they want to feel safe. So everything that they do is because they, they want to feel like they are, um, they, they don't, you know, they, they're driven by that need to, to feel safety. And so I feel like Peter was a six on the Enneagram, and if you're not familiar with the Enneagram, you, you can just Google it online, and there's all these quizzes that you can take, and it tells you, and it, it kind of just leads you into what is your motive, at that, what is at the root of, of what drives your decisions? Is it because you're afraid? Is it because you need the need to be needed or perfection? And, uh, and so most of what research says is usually that most of the, the world is a six, so it's like, I feel like Peter knows that Jesus has come to save, right? Like, but Peter doesn't know how to get, that, get, get the people to believe, so he always tries to play it safe. Like, he's like the guinea pig, right? He wants the community fully invested, and he wants his actions, his words, and everything that he does to point back to Jesus. And here is where I find our message today. Our characters today all showing their humanity. Characters whom we may hold to higher standards or based on religion or, or deno Christian denominations that make us feel like, oh, the, these are like the, the, perfect, um, the perfect characters in the story. Their questions today make us, que make us wonder about their faith. These verses can shed some clarity into our own selves, though. How do we respond to these characters? We could judge them, or we could see how God responded. God went on to tell Elijah to go anoint Hazael, Yehu, and Elisha. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand to Peter and caught him. Now, there are many ways that we can interpret scripture, right? So you, you can always find different meaning uh, that, that is, uh, it's, you can apply to yourself and you listen to prepare, at least most preachers do. We, we read and, and listen to different voices to make sure that we're, we, we are you know, giving information that will not, is not a lie or is not, will get us in, in trouble. But, um, and, and one of the ways that I heard it this week that really resonated and I thought was uh, relatable is that one could see this boat in our gospel today as our own lives. And the wind can be those things that pull us or to try or try to bring us down. 
That strong wind that goes against us can be anything. It can be a situation, it can be a person. This week in the Episcopal Church, we remember seminarian Jonathan Merrick Daniels, who in the midst of injustice and violence, risked and, risked and gave his life on August 14, 1965, in Alabama to save a then 16-year-old Ruby Sales. And we also remember the Virgin Mary, the mother of our, our Lord, and I think that you can all recall several incidents from her life, and I don't have to go over them, but their winds were different. They are strong, and they go against us. Addiction can be our wind. When my mom was diagnosed with cancer, that was a wind going against us. Navigating higher education was once my wind. Our winds will always look different. And friends, I think our gospel and the message today is that our faith is fragile, but we are not alone, and there is hope in that. That we have Jesus who came to walk with us, who comes to reach out his hand and catches us over and over again. And I think that when Jesus in our gospel is saying, you of little faith, why did you doubt? I don't, I don't think it's in a way to ridicule Peter or ridicule any of us today. But I think it's rather a reminder of his everlasting presence. You know, I can I really remember uh, a time in seventh grade, the first time I got detention, um, and, and, and realizing, um, and my mom said, okay, well, I'll join you for detention. And I think that that was a more, um, she sat with me in, in silence and detention. I never got detention after that ever again. Um, but, but sitting with me in that, you know, and realizing that it, it wasn't meant to ridicule me. It wasn't meant for her to say out loud to everyone, I'm going to be here with her so that she can learn her lesson but rather the impact that my decisions also have and sitting with me in the discernment and that process of learning. And I think that's the message for today from Jesus to all of us. That Peter, it's not about questioning Peter or Elijah even and, 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 and what their faith is like or, or their doubts, but rather recognizing their humanity and recognizing that they, like us, sometimes feel like, Lord, take me. And I don't want to use this, the word, but I mean, Elijah is asking God to take him, literally, physically, just take me away. I'm alone and they're out to get me anyway, Lord, please. I think that's, our, our message is about recognizing that, that Jesus comes to our rescue, that Jesus meets us in those places, that in those winds that we don't understand and in those winds that, that are different for all of us. Jesus reaches out and I think with love and, and care says, why did you doubt? Not in a way to, to, to just say, why would you do that? But rather, I walk with you and I'm here. Amen.